Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. It's kind of loud there, son. Well, I want to get everybody's attention. You got them. You got mine. Good. This show's brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. Right, Jeff? Yes, Dive Bomb. The leading manufacturer of silhouette decoys in the United States of America. Easily. Bar none. Snow goose socks. It's snow goose season for all you poor fuckers that are out there tromping through the mud, laying in the mud. Didn't sound fun. But... You might as well go out and get you about a hundred dozen of those dive bomb socks because you can't beat them. They're light, easy to tote, easy to carry around. So when you're bogging down to your knees in that mud, at least the package isn't that fucking heavy. So go to divebombindustries.com today and get you some snow socks or just start stocking up because before you know it, the season's going to be here again. And you're going to need more more silhouettes and just more everything. So go to DiveBombIndustries.com today. Get what you need for the snow goose season and for the winter of 2019 and 2020. This podcast is also brought to you by 737 Duck Calls. The only duck calls I blow. And, you know, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, big guy right here, if I blow a call, the birds work. I don't waste my time dilly-dallying around with other calls. I use the best. I use a 737 number one and that's 737duckcalls.com, made in Oklahoma, by people from Oklahoma, and they kill ducks all over. That's 737duckcalls.com. And this show's brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. They're changing the game. Bismuth is the way to go. You don't want to be spending your time sending your dog after cripples like Steve Barber does and all this other stuff. You want to you stay in the blind, get ready for the next flock. You might as well just kill them on the first shot. Boss Shot Shells is the way to go. Last day of the season, I ran out of Boss Shot Shells. I had half a box left. I didn't think about bringing another box. So I looked in, I had some another box of just regular steel shot. Big time difference between shooting birds and killing birds. If you want to kill birds, you need to use some Boss Shot Shells. You know who I noticed had Boss? Who? Your fucking brother on that last hunt. Yeah, he got a box of them. What the fuck? Where'd he get a box from? Probably from right out of the office. Oh... And that's another thing that'll irritate you when you get this when you get this boss and you start seeing some people shooting it uh, that that you know didn't have authorization to be shooting it. It irks you a little bit. Go to Boss Shot Shells. This show's also brought to you by Lucky Duck. We just got a new Lucky Duck Predator call. Jeff's been messing with it all day. Oh, that sucker's badass. I'm gonna go bust it. I want to shoot some foxes. I've got some foxes by the house. I'm gonna try the call out and see about calling one up. I'm gonna shoot him with a little twenty-two. I want to get one mounted. My, yeah. my, my microphone a little off right there. All the time. All the time. So Lucky Duck doesn't just make great spinners. They also make stuff for your Predator adventures. So you, you don't have to look very far. You can get everything you need. They've also got a nice turkey decoy. So just go to them. Go to Lucky Duck. They got everything that you need. Best, by far the best spinner in the market. Love the remote mm-hmm. control. It's J- handy. Jump on them, folks. LuckyDuckDecoys.com. And this show is also brought to you by Athlon Optics. You got to see a way to scout. You got you to gotta be looking for that predator. You got to be looking for that turkey coming down the ridge. Athlon Optics is the way to go. Premium, premium binoculars, scopes, whatever you need at a discounted price. Bargain price. You cannot beat it. Athlon Optics. Another company made in America. Made in America. It's the way to go. Also, Sea Light LEDs is a proud sponsor of the Big Honker Podcast. You need lights on your trucks and trailers? Sea Light has got you set up. Go to Sea Light LEDs, get you those big old fancy light bars, stick them everywhere, illuminate the night. You need it, especially if you hang out with guys like I do. They set some fucking doozies of spreads. So, Sea Light, I can see what these hooligans are up to. This show is brought to you by William and Chris Vineyards. You're a wine guy, ain't you? Oh, Valentine's coming up. Go to one of those hoity-toity HEB Central Market, Market Street. Go to one of those shops for Valentine. Get you a nice... uh, Nice bottle of panty removers. Get you a nice uh, pair of filet mignons and a a nice red to go along with it. It'll make the night a little bit more interesting. That's William and Chris Vineyards. They're in all the place where people wear yoga pants and they look good doing it. Or you can check them out at williamchriswines.com and uh, they'll ship you one if you don't like getting out into civilization. So 
anyway, Valentine's coming up. I highly, highly recommend you go get you a bottle. The panties just dropped. Finally, this show is brought to you by Stanfield Hunt Outfitters. Where everybody wearing yoga pants don't look good. It's kind of like a Walmart. Mm-mm. You don't want to see you don't want to see these guys in yoga pants. Weekday, I could pull it off. <laughs> weekday dove spe- special or not specials? Weekday dove hunts. That's what I got left, folks. If you want to shoot some dove? Come to Texas. We can do all inclusive meals, lodging, two morning dove hunts, two afternoon dove hunts, all your meals. $450. Where else can you take 10 clients for $4,500 and treat them, get to spend time with them, and hang out with the guys from the Big Honker Podcast? That's stanfieldhuntingoutfitters.com. No, it's not. You messed up your own fucking website name. What is it? Stanfieldhunting.com. God damn it. It's been a long, it's been a long day. Jesus. Between the anti-animal people getting on my ass today, it's been a long day. Screw them. Stanfieldhunting.com, and we look forward to seeing you this fall. All right, on this episode of the podcast, Jeff and I talk about the famous Max contest that's going on right now. We talk about the Flyway Federation. Yep, that's right. He's gonna. This guy's going to come on the podcast. Not on this one, but uh, we kind of talk about some of his arguments and the way that we see him. We talk about the ski trip that we're all going on and some of the fun that we're going to have on it. So, fun little podcast. So, we hope that you enjoy it, and we'll talk to you at the end of the week. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom. And welcome to the Big Honker Podcast from the Big Honker Lodge in Knox City, Texas. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. And we are going to talk snow goose hunting contest today. So the shit's already hit the fan, folks. Yep. Somebody has stolen a spread and half of another spread already. Uh-huh. And I'm assuming that's not a one man deal. No, no. Uh, how many how many people are in the competition? Thirty teams. No, how many how many make up a team? Ten. I'm gonna say it's about a ten man job. Probably so. You know it's sad because it's making hunters look like fucking redneck hillbillies. Savages. Yep. But they stole was it eighteen hundred decoys? Uh, I can't remember. It was a shitload of decoys though. Four machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, blinds. Blind. They stole there. Stole stole a spread and a half. I'm assuming that a snow goose spread like that probably runs ten to fifteen thousand dollars. Mm, yeah. yeah so, so they sold twenty thousand dollars, basically, probably worth of equipment. Fifteen to twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment. I'm just trying. I'm doing the. I'm trying to think of the blind. Just the blinds alone. Well, ten blinds at two hundred bucks. I thought they sold five blinds. Is it five blinds? I can look it up right quick. It's everywhere. In the early morning hours of February 7th, and again the morning of February 8th, someone stole one and a half of our decoy spreads out of two different fields near Stuttgart, Arkansas. 1,200 stillosocks with 24-inch stakes, 140 G uh, greenhead gear, sorry, one-piece full bodies, four white faux proc, faux, fox pro, I cannot talk, uh, 150 Green Bay wind socks on 30-inch fiberglass stakes, Two rotary machines that were about three feet tall, uh, offering a thousand dollar reward. I thought it said something about blinds in here, but I guess it didn't. And I don't think that's if you're a if you are in a business as an outfitter, I don't think you can buy theft insurance. Now, and I may be wrong on that, but I don't think there is theft insurance for businesses. Now they weren't working. I'm I'm assuming they're in this contest. Unless they, so what? What would that do for for a business? I'm assuming the best way to handle that is the person who got it stolen is to claim it on your homeowners. And they might be they might be working somewhere around Stuttgart. I don't know. I just assume that they're. Uh, but if they're do it yourselfers, you could probably claim it on your homeowners. Mm-hmm. But as a business, I don't think you can get theft insurance. And I may be like I said, I may be wrong on that. Hmm. It's a mess. 
Yeah, I figure that's about a 10-man job. Can you job. imagine being such a sorry, no-good piece of shit that your goal that day is to drive around, to see somebody put out a spread, and, we're gonna and to go steal, steal that motherfucker? We're going to steal it. I mean, that's just that's rotten, low-life shit. We don't put spreads out the night before. I mean, we have every once in a while, but we very seldom do we ever put our spreads out the night before. 1,200 silica socks, 140. Do some math, Jeff. Mm. 1,200, 140, 150. That's it. 1,500 decoys. Mm. That took some uh, took some time. How many of them are full bodies? 140. How much are they? A couple hundred dollars for six, aren't they? Uh, no, no. Those green headgears are probably, I'm sure they're those ec- economical ones. I think they're fairly cheap as far as full bodies go. One piece. That would suck. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a kick to the to the gonads best case scenario for these guys is well i don't know if it is or not would you rather be entered into the contest and pull up the next day and have your shit gone or pull up with clients and have your shit gone i wouldn't want either but i would be much rather do it as in a contest and not with some clients because then you're losing money on the sale of the hunt also mm. man how do you charge somebody I'm, for no no no, I, no I, I understand that but you've also paid to enter this contest yeah I agree. Lose, lose. I mean, there's nothing good about it. No. But I would be ready to kill some motherfucker. I'm oh, not going to lie. Oh. And then to prove it. That's yeah, the problem. How are you prove Unless it? you got your names on the bottom, all your decoys. Like if someone come in and stole all of our silhouette decoys that we use, some of our full bodies have got our names on the bottom of them. Yep. But we initialed those. Initialed those. But our, our silhouettes, there's no way to fucking tell. You know, you may know they're yours, but to prove they're how yours, would you pr- how things. would you even know that they're yours? Uh, you'd have probably an idea maybe that jackass stole my shit. But to prove it is two different things. Now, we did write on all of our bags. We wrote what was inside of it, uh, Canada specs, snow socks, you know, what the the like. So you might be able to match up some handwriting. But still, if if there's nothing written on bags or anything like that, a fucking decoy's a decoy. I put together a lot of dive bomb decoys, and they all look identical. So Yeah, there's no difference. Yeah, I mean, you're you're up Shit's Creek pretty much. Now, their machine may be a little bit different. I don't know how that machine goes, but... I don't know either. Blinds, you might be able to prove... I didn't... I, I, like I said, I, I could have swore I read something about blinds being stolen, but I didn't see anything in that art, in that uh, post I just read. Uh, I mean, it's a fucked up mess, for sure. And and nothing and nothing's going to change. I mean, there's still going to be some other shit. Somebody said two guys went to jail last night fighting over a field. Fuck. Hmm. I we, saw Asher's there. Asher's in Stuttgart right now. Is he? Yeah, he's he's uh, sniping customers. He had some merchandise that he was gonna. That would be funny though. He could charge. He could charge an arm and a leg. Free shirt or, or shirt for the shirt ride. Take, a, take the shirt to the field. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks a head. That's what he ought to do all day long. All day long. Shuttle people. Did you see the... The dive bomb um, shuttle. The dive bomb Uber. I would say that uh, this contest has gotten a lot of negative publicity. It's not off to a very good start. And, And, you know, you made the post on the Big Hawker podcast page that this is Mac's fault. Well, it's not really Mac's fault. I never said it was Mac's fault. You said Mac's caused this. What did I say? My exact words were. I'll find that, too. Well, if Max wouldn't put this on, it wouldn't be going on. This is what Max has caused. Now, I don't really agree that, uh, you know, it's Max's fault, per se. If they wouldn't have done it, it wouldn't have been here. They're not causing all the redneck dumbass shit. It's just their deal. It's what this has caused. Hmm. They haven't helped themselves at all. I don't think it's Max's fault. I guess Chuck should have come on the podcast with us last year when I asked him. <laughs> so, well, tough shit. Uh, they don't make us or do nothing for us anyways. No, I'm just saying I don't think it's Max Max's fault. I mean, they, they're they just holding a contest. If Bass Pro did this, the one in Cabela's is doing in, in Wichita, Kansas, and it's the same way, you don't think it'd be their fault? No. I do. It's shitheads. Well, I understand that, but if this there wasn't throwing all this money and shit out, this shit wouldn't be going what on. What about a bass tournament? If there's a bass tournament. There's a lot of bullshit goes on there, too, is I guess. It the bass, is it the bass tournament's fault? What about these dirt track races that Blake loves to go to? Is it the dirt track's fault because there's rednecks that fight in the parking lot? That's the draw for everybody going to it. We yeah. expect that. Right. But is it the dirt track's fault? That what? 
that there's dumbasses that get into fights and break shit. No, but we expect that. Right. Okay. We expect better from our hunting guys. Well, if you... Jesus. We've only had one almost fight out here ever. No. Yes. Between outfitters? Yeah. Oh. There's only one time we ever had where I thought we were going to throw go to bow. Go to blows. Only one time ever in 27 years. Wow. That's cause we and that had nothing to do with the hunting as much as it did somebody running their mouth on 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 the internet. Well, we hold ourselves to a higher standard than those in Arkansas do. I don't know about all of that, but you, you you've got boundaries. The problem I have up there, I think, I, I don't know nothing about Stuttgart. I've never hunted there, so I'm not pretending. I'm just assuming. So you know what that usually does. But I assume that there's a bunch of different rice farmers there. So I assume that there's a bunch of different outfitters that have permission to hunt different places. And I assume there's a lot of do-it-yourselfers that are in that same area. I I don't see how that combination is going to work. No, that's what I'm saying. So you mix all that up. And that's that's not good for business. No. For nobody. I, I'd read, and I don't know if it's bullshit or not, that there was two really hot, hot feeds right outside of Stuttgart. Mm-hmm. And there were seven different groups going to hunt them same two birds. Oh, bet- God. You know, each field between there and the roost. Yeah, I don't see how anybody could really... This contest, you only have to weigh it in in Stuttgart. You can shoot them anywhere, correct? Yes. I would have entered, and I would have gone as far away from Stuttgart as I could. But I don't know how far this snow. I don't know how, and how I don't big know area what, they snow goose hunt in. Right. I'll text Asher right now and ask if he's seen many snows. But I, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, though. I'd like to be there. It's like somebody said. I'd like to be there have a live feed for the polygraph oh, test. Oh, fuck. It'd be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I wonder how long Asher's going to stay. I'll text him that. I wonder if the 10-man teams have to hunt together or if they can split up with partners and hunt on their own. I think it's just 10 people. So they can split up into I don't four think, groups or I, three groups or I whatever? Think, I believe so. I didn't. But I'll one, have to they read, can't I'll split have to go, into 10 different spreads and have people help them 10 spreads, can they? I've, I don't know. I'd have to go back to the rules. You, you know what's bad is, is if that was your decoys that got stolen – and you rolled up in the middle of the night and caught some guy stealing your shit. I could see real quick where it could escalate into someone oh, getting shot yeah. and killed. Yeah. Someone getting killed over a fucking goose decoy. That's that's ridiculous. But that's the world we live in now. Well, I didn't read that. You you sure you started a shitstorm on the Big Honker podcast page and you didn't even you didn't even reply to any of these people. What did what did I do? You said Max caused this and everybody's calling you, calling you out and What is they calling me out? Who's called me out? A lot of people. I guess I didn't. You didn't read the comments? I didn't get a notification, I guess, on it. How did they cause this? People steal stuff all the time. Blah, 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 blah. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there. I didn't read none Assholes of that. did this, not Max. This stuff has been happening for a long time. Let me see this. So, see? You, 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 <laughs> I haven't even read any of that. You either. started shit, and then you didn't talk to anybody. Oh, there's six comments. It's not like there was a ton of them. Well, they're all pretty negative. Towards you, Jeff. Jeff posted that, not me. So, uh, blame him. That's your fault. <laughs> I just can't believe you didn't. You 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 start. You stepped on that ant bed, and you never even revisited it. Okay, Max. I'm gonna reply. I didn't cause this. They just put up prize money. I wonder how much that does happen. Guys leaving their snow because you know, I mean, so many people just leave their leave their shit out all year long. It's got to happen quite often. I should have worded it different. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, there you go. I had I did I hadn't even read a, report, a deal on it. Mm. I get too many damn Facebook notifications. I, I I don't think I get those from the Big Honker Podcast though. Well, you can turn those on your. That's phone. okay. That's all right. I get enough stuff. I don't need that extra. Because my phone was going off, and I'm like, mm, well, Jeff did this, so he can fucking talk to everybody. Well, I appreciate you doing that. But let's talk about something else that's really bombarding the waterfowl world right now. The Flyway Federation in Southern Louisiana. Have you been reading all the stuff? I've been skimming it. Yeah, they don't have a whole lot of fans. But they do have some fans. In Louisiana. I, you're right. And I'm going I'm to throw this out there. They're going to gain steam, mm. and they're going to cause some ripples, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't sure. be surprised if this doesn't change some of the laws, some of the rules. Honestly, let's let's be completely honest, okay? 
I would do the same thing everybody up north is doing. Absolutely. I'm not going to lie about we've, that. Honestly, we would, we've talked about we've it. We've talked about it. Matter of fact, I talked about planting some corn on a place down here and doing that. You said if you won the Powerball when it was at a billion yes. dollars or whatever, you would buy a spot, Kansas-Nebraska border, mm-hmm. and you would do the exact same thing. Yeah. It wouldn't even have to be the if I anywhere just, up if, north. If I had some millions, I would do it. Right. And I wouldn't care about selling hunts on it, but it would be for me and the you boys and your grandkids and my friends and just because I would love to do that. I think it would be awesome to do it. Before you finish that, Asher text back. He said he saw one good feed on the way in. Okay. Usually we'll see 8 to 12 on that same stretch. So I'm taking that as not too many birds around no. Stuttgart. So back to uh, hot cropping. Isn't hot cropping. What, yep, what, that's what they call it, hot yeah, cropping. Hot cropping. The hot cropping topic. I think they're going to gain some 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 ground, but let, let's be honest with you: you can't bait nothing. Like we can't go out there and shred Milo and hunt on it. You have to norm, use normal farming practices. Normal farming practices. Well, there's nothing normal farming practices about planting a bunch of corn and flooding it to the top of it. There's nothing normal about that. Mm-mm. Would I do it? Yes, I would. Mm-hmm. Do I understand where the guys in Louisiana are getting frustrated? Yes, I do. Do I blame more of it on weather than I do hot cropping? Yes, I do. Absolutely. We covered that on the podcast yes. also. Two podcasts ago. Right. But they're gaining some ground. They're getting a lot more they're getting a lot more of a debate going on. And that's what causes a rift. They yeah. get something going. And they're gonna get the federal game wardens involved in this shit. You watch. We need to get this guy on the podcast. Um, yeah, we're going to. When we get back from skiing, I've already talked to him. We're going to get him on here. I want to t- discuss this, but they are getting, they are making some grounds. And I've I've seen so many people bashing this guy, and you know we're going to get him on the podcast, and that would probably piss some people off. But he, Ooh, de- I mean, he deserves to have his. Yeah, he'll say so. I don't agree with him on everything. I agree with his logic that it's it should be considered baiting. I agree right. with that. But um, one of the things, like, and we talked, I use this example. Um, if you bring corn to water, it's baiting. If you bring water to corn, it's legal. Yes. Makes no sense. But, I mean, it's you know. It's the same thing. Uh, I saw somebody shared something to the to the closed group that we've got that was number by number. And uh, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of the Flyway Federation's arguments kind of go away whenever you look at the numbers from an extended period of time. But I want to get the guy on here and let him, you know, let him say what he's got to say. And I mean, you there's going to be there's plenty of people in this world that you don't agree with everything that they say, but well, they still they still deserve to be heard. Here, and here, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, here here's my argument against his deal. The same guys in Louisiana have got flooded crawfish holes and rice paddies everywhere. What's it? I mean, you got to have water for rice, but usually they go in, they they flood the rice, and I think they drain the rice, and they cut it, and then they flood it again, and that's what they hunt on. Well, you don't have to flood them things a second and third time, I don't think. I think they do that just for hunting. I don't know anything about so, that. I don't, I don't either. I don't know much about the rice farming or any of that stuff. But it's an interesting topic. But the guy's gaining steam on it. But I mean, you know, anytime. Anytime you take a dip in production, waterfowlers are selfish. We always have been. We want things easy. We want things in abundance, and it's just the nature of the beast. But anytime that you go from killing a lot to not killing many, there always has to be a reason. And I think he's just looking for the looking for the reason. I personally, uh, and I said this also when. We brought it up a couple podcasts ago. Lack of snow, lack of winter are kind of what's holding the birds up more than anything. Oh, I, I agree with you on that. I saw a picture of... In my, in my opinion, he can voice his when he gets on here. Uh, I'm friends with uh, Tom Skinner, guy of South Dakota. Yeah, Pierre. Right? Tom, yeah, did you see a picture of Pierre yesterday, the state capitol? No. It's covered in little geese. Covered, really? yeah. It's, them geese shouldn't be there right now. No. And it's been cold lately, but it hadn't been cold, cold. They've had no snow really, and it's just it's it's just the trend we're going in now. There's a lot of geese here now. Probably more geese here now than there were three weeks ago. And they've had a kind of you know it's gotten cold again a little bit, and they kind of bounce back and forth. But they're going to head as soon as it warms up again. A southwest wind, and they're going to be out of here. Do you when, th- when this thing airs, and we hear this, we'll be able to hear a groan all across America whenever they get to that part. What? That the talking about the Flyway Federation. He is not a popular man. No. In a lot of circles. But he's some of his stuff though, 
I, I see his I see his side of the deal. I don't agree with him. Well, and I, no, no, no. I, uh, you know, you just look at things and you're like, well, those motherfuckers are flooding corn and all this other stuff. Why would a bird leave? It's a, it's an easy uh, it's, it's it's an easy assumption to make. You can keep water open. Yep. You can flood the food where they got the food, but. This, we got friends in southeast Missouri. They ain't killing no ducks. Flyways have shifted east, they blame east it. and west. They blame it to the birds, the guys of the north of them. <laughs> in Illinois? I, I'm assuming, or northern Missouri. So the guys in southern Missouri are blaming the guys in northern Missouri. Oh, yeah. Always. It's always somebody else's fault. Never can just be Mother Nature or a downturn or anything like but that. But let's say the feds get on this, and they say, okay. you know what? You can no longer flood unharvested corn. But you can't harvest it and flood it either. To see, to me, that's the stupid thing. What is? Why you can't harvest your crop and then flood it. To me, I don't. And I don't understand why that's a problem. If you harvest it and then flood it, yeah, I don't see what the big issue is. You harvested the corn, the crop, right, and then you go in and flood it. Then why? Why is that a big deal? Mm. I. Don't get me lying. I mean, if you shred a milo, if, if it's not shred, let's say you bail a milo field and cut it mm-hmm. and then you flood it. Why is that? That's not. I don't understand how that's a problem. Why Why that is. Or a peanut field. If you got a peanut field and you, you, you freaking harvest your peanut field, that's all you're going to do to it. You're not going to do nothing else to it. Mm-hmm. If you're taking your crop off, why shouldn't you be able to add water to flood it too? You know what we need, Jeff? And we need to jump on this whenever we get back. We what? need to get a fed here. I don't know a federal game warden. They're not easy. They're not hard to find. To get one to come on the podcast might be though. But I'm with you. Why? I, I will call. And we'll call around. We may have to go to one of them. But I'm good with that. No, they're going to come here. We got too much shit to move. <laughs> but I would like to. I would like to have one on there too. But that's a question I have. Why? Why can't you hunt a flooded milo field after you've harvested, or a flooded cornfield after you've harvested? Mm-hmm. You've done everything you're supposed to do. And my my argument on the other side of that is. What's it hurt if you feed 10,000 ducks all season and you shoot 500 of them? Mm-hmm. To me, you're doing a whole lot more. You're doing better for the na- Mother Nature than you're hurting it. And it ain't just ducks and geese that feed on them fields. No. I mean, there's chee-chee birds. There's all kinds of stuff there. It's good for the wildlife. Pigs drink the water. Deer drink the water. Why are the, reser- why, why are the uh, reservations? The refuges. Yeah. Why do the refuges plant crops and stuff and not do nothing with them to feed the animals, and that's okay? What do you mean? They do what now? A lot of refuges will plant corn and milo and millet, and they'll let it stay, and they'll just they'll they'll, they'll shred it and stuff for the wildlife. Well, yeah. And that's okay. They don't know if anybody gets to hunt on that. Nobody gets to hunt on it. A lot of places they don't. Well, yeah. But why is that okay to do, but then Joe Blow out here can't do the same thing and flood it and hunt it? Well, you can't hunt it. Nobody's hunting the refuge if they just but, shred it and leave it. But it, to, what, what's their end result for that? Feed the birds. Feed the wildlife. Why? Help them out. To keep them there where nobody touches them. I don't know if that's the case. I think they're just, I don't know if it's to keep them in that one location or if it's just to make sure that they got food. Have you seen a bird starve yet? There's food everywhere for them. Wow. There's going to be a bad winter one of these days. Well, the hypocrisy at the federal level is kind of ridiculous on some things. Well, it's been it's that way in everything. It, oh, I agree. I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you on any of this. I'm not saying the guy at the Flyway Federation is right, but I'm saying not everything he's saying is wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I agree that if you go to a national park and it says, do not feed the bears, we don't, or a zoo, we don't want them dependent on people feeding them. Right. But then, by God, we can do it in the wild and it's okay. Yep. I don't know. I mean, it's... But yeah, he is not a very popular guy. Mm-mm. Now, he probably is in southern Louisiana. Oh, yeah, he's probably the next... <laughs> the Might next be governor. Mas- next messiah. Yeah. But the people in, everywhere north of there don't... Hate him. Yeah. Cannot stand him. Well, and another thing that he's doing is, I think he's pointing out a lot of... Uh, he's pointing the finger at Ducks Unlimited. A lot of guys are Ducks Unlimited guy and Delta guys. And, you know, if that's what you want to do, that that's fine. You, you are uh, contributing to Waterfowl and... He's kind of shaking that tree a little bit. So, we live in an area where there's none of that going on. No. So, uh, DU projects? There's no there's no DU projects. There's no hot cropping going on here. There's none of that stuff going on here. We should start hot cropping. Piss off people in South Texas. We've got birds and water and food here. 
Well, I know that, but get the guys on South Texas something. We've got everything natural here. So what I'm saying was, could you imagine if they did cut all that up north, how much better our area would even be? I I still think it's just going to be winter. Well, winter's going to do a lot to do with it. We were loaded with ducks like I've never seen before in Texas. It used to be like that all the time, though. That's the way it used to be here. And we had water. Yeah, that's the key is water. That's I agree with you. So you're like talking with your mom. I'm agreeing with you, not disagreeing with you. I agree. You're correct. I don't hear you agreeing with me. I don't. I, I just hear you stirring me up, and and I can hear the listeners getting pissed. What are they mad about? <sighs> just everything. This whole topic. It's touchy. To who? To a lot of people. Everybody would be doing it if they could. Well, fuck yeah. The guys in Southern Louisiana have done it for years. They just did it with different grains. Flooded rice. Yeah, same thing. Hmm. It's gonna, I, I'm, I'm excited about that podcast. I've told you from day one I'd do this if I could. I don't blame anybody for building themselves a waterfowl place. No different than I do the guys that buy these ranches and they plant black-eyed peas and stuff in the summer to get their deer. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's just not a migratory bird, but it's the same same concept. Yeah. And, and I, I believe that... There, I, I just I think this guy is going to cause enough waves that he's going to change some of this. I really do. It'll be interesting, and that's really going to change things. I guess the next step would be those uh, railroad cars put tarps over those. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> that somebody said it was in St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, really? That's where those train cars were. Train cars. There's video going on in you Facebook or train cars, and people are. Well, somebody's filming mallards landing on top of the corn cars. Mm-hmm. Tons of them. A duck is an adaptive creature anyway. Sure. All wildlife is. I mean, uh, yeah, and ducks are really are. And like you said, they're inquisitive. Yeah, they're curious as shit. And so, but I, I think this boy at the flyway thing is going to cause enough stink that he's going to get something done. And I don't know what it's going to be, but... If I was up north and I was making a living flooding these places, I would be really concerned. Mm. I just see the writing on the wall. Some bunny hugger's going to get a hold of this shit. Mm. Now, they're not mad about them flooding, feeding the animals. They're mad because you're hunting them. Mm -hmm. They don't care if you're flooding, feeding them. But one of these, Alexandria or AOC or whatever her fucking name is, somebody like that will get involved with something like this shit. You wait. I don't know about that. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting uh, interesting topic to cover, for sure. But I would have done the same thing. I'm surprised it's taken this long before someone figured that out. To what? Complain about it? The hot crop. And they haven't done that thing for you. They haven't done it for years. I don't, what do you mean? They, like they didn't years, do it in the 90s? Didn't hear, I didn't hear about it much. I'm sure there maybe That's was a probably few Probably because the birds were moving like they everybody thought that they should. And they probably were to a degree. Face it, if people. I mean, you never were you never worried about birds short stopping you in the nineties. Eh, we watched the winter every year, just like there was always differences. Every year was different. But you never were in nineteen ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. The first year of El Nino, we talked a lot about it. Ninety eight, ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere around there, two thousand. I don't remember what year it was for sure, but we discussed but early a lot. in the nineties, throughout the nineties until ninety eight. You never, you never thought that the birds would ever. Stop short. If I was talking about it, it would have been just to me and some friends or something because of what the internet and stuff. The internet's changed everything. I understand that. But it wasn't even a thought in your mind that the birds wouldn't just not come. What I'm trying to say is the guy at the Flyway Federation that's raising hell right now, if he was doing this in 1990, nobody would know a fuck about it because it's not on the internet. I'm not talking about the guy at the Flyway Federation. I said me and my friends probably did talk about it, but it wasn't a major issue because you didn't know anybody else was having the same worries. And the birds were coming every year. Yeah, but every year we had some years it was better than others. Mm. I mean, the year of the big freeze, we shot more greenheads than we ever have Mm -hmm. because everything up north was froze solid as hell. We talked about that, but it wasn't something that was nationwide chatter. You couldn't chatter with some guy in southern Illinois and some man in Kansas without having to pick up a phone and talk to somebody. And you wouldn't have known who to call anyways. Now it's instant information. So this guy is getting a foothold with all these guys in southern Louisiana starting to get fired up about this shit. And they're jumping on board. So now the guys in northern Louisiana, some of them are going to jump on board. And there's going to be a lot of guys that jump off board too. 
But he's getting a foothold in everywhere up and down that flyway. Where do you think the cutoff is? Where do you think he, he's got people on his side and then – I saw the, a guy in Arkansas bitching about the guys in Missouri. So right. they're already in northern Arkansas. They're bitching about it. Northern and then, Arkansas. And then I've heard guys in southern Missouri bitch about the guys in northern Missouri. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming before long some asshole in northern Missouri that didn't have a good season is going to blame it on somebody in fucking Iowa. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't heard much chatter in the central flyway. It's all been the Mississippi flyway. Yeah. I haven't heard anybody from Texas yet griping about the guys because there's not much of it going on here. I think you have to get in Kansas before there's much of that going on. You know? Mississippi Flyway, it's you know, it's done some shifting. Yeah, and so that's a lot and a lot of their problem, a lot of their ducks that used to go to Arkansas are now in Oklahoma and Kansas. Yeah. And I and I really believe that. But they, they said it split. I think Kansas City has been the the line of the consistent waterfowl hunting the last five years. Kansas City West. About Kansas City West, straight lines. West, Kansas City to Denver. From there north, it's been pretty consistent. Now, it doesn't mean everybody up there has just been killing the birds like crazy, but I think that they have been able to count on a pretty consistent winter the last couple of years mm-hmm. where we have not had that ability. And we had a great year, so I'm not complaining about our stuff at all. I'm just saying it's life and it goes with it. But I've blamed more on winter than I do hot See, but I like I like hearing that I like hearing his argument because I'm a never never guy. I'm never gonna say it, it can never happen. And for people just to hear this guy's argument and be like, "Ah, it's bullshit! It's bullshit! Never happened. That's not it." And then they just put these blinders on. It's like, well, just hold on. Let's see what he's got to say. Yeah, t- uh, two weeks ago when I first started reading this stuff, I thought he was a kook. Mm-hmm. And then a week ago, I started reading more about it. And I thought, yeah, he's got a few points. Then I read it now, and yeah. I say, well, he's got more than a few points. I understand some of his complaints. Right. But the, the biggest but, thing that he don't want to realize is is weather. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't believe in global warming, but I believe in weather trends. Or well, I believe in that the climate is changing. Oh, I don't I, believe it's man-made. I don't think it's global warming, though. I think it's just a cycle we're in right now. And I pulled up that chart that uh, – the gentleman shared to the closed group on Facebook. Louisiana Harvest. Um, I got to look at it weird. 2010 to 2015 were some of the best years. And then it took a sharp dive in 15. 13, I guess. 2000, 2010 to 2013. And then they had another spike... 96 to about 2000. When, when, when was there a good trend, 2010 to 2013? Yeah. Was that the middle of our drought? Yes. Yeah. You don't think maybe that didn't help contribute to some of their stuff? Could have, certainly. And then again, like I said, 97 to about 2001, they had a spike. And then 03 to about 09, it was pretty pretty poor. Uh, Late 80s, early 90s were very, very poor. And then the seventies were just kind of consistent. I would like fifties were very poor. Would you like to talk to a guy from like Honey Break, the place that has a lot of late leases, a lot of good pieces of property? Is there not? Do they have a bad season in the last couple of years? Do they notice it? You know, yeah. or is it just fringe guys? Or is it? I mean, I don't. I don't know much about Louisiana hunting. I know that the, that the rice farms have a lot to do with it, and I don't know how long they've been planting rice in Arkansas. Dad, did they plant rice in Arkansas back in the day? Do you remember? They have had it a long time. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Because I always thought of rice as a warm weather crop. Yeah. Like South Texas. I know that there's, okay, what about the guys in South Texas? You know, there is no goose hunting on the South Te- on the Texas plant, uh, coast like there used to be. Mm-hmm. Back when I first got in hunting business, that was a place to go kill snow geese. Yeah. I don't even know if they winter any snow geese there hardly anymore. Uh, don't get me lying. I hadn't heard anything about them. I mean, but that when I first got into business, that was our big competitor. Competitor with South Texas. Was you either go to South Texas, and they, the deal was, well, you can shoot 20 geese down here. Well, yeah. if you were shooting 20 fucking geese a day per person, there wouldn't be no reason for anybody to go anywhere else, but you're not. Because when I first got into business, it was five snows a day. Then it was mm-hmm. 10. Then it was 20. Yeah. I think now it's, is it 50 now? No, it's 25. Is it? 20. I think it's 20 here. Hey, who do you know that's ever shot a full limit of snow geese? No, nobody. Somebody out there is going to say, well, goddamn, I have. Well, good for you, bub. But if these number, you know, these numbers are true, and uh, it's—I mean—it's a drastic drop in Louisiana harvest and the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, they went from just shy of three million birds to 
Not even a million. Whew, that is a big drop off. It's substantial. In the last couple of years. 2015. They got over a million last year. And now they're pissed off because they're going to change their teal limit early teal season to four. Hmm. From six to four, and they're pissed off because the people that make that board up, none of them are hunters, I guess. Right. But I can, you know, I can, I can see everybody that that goes through a stretch like this starts to wonder, well, why the fuck are the ducks not coming? And like you said, and I hadn't thought of it. Well, we just got out of our drought this year, so I don't know. Their their bad spell started in 2015. We were still pretty dry. Well, our our bads the our five year window we went through that was shitty was because there was a drought. Correct. Yeah. And it changed our crops. There wasn't as many peanuts. Now there's more peanuts coming back again, and we got water everywhere. But and we're going to be full of water next year. But our you made the argument full. that since we got our water back, that maybe their ducks dropped because of that. Well, their ducks started dropping in 2015, 2014, according yeah. to this. Well, I can tell you this much about our ducks. Me and Dad talked about this the other day. You get outside of the Playa Lake area, mm-hmm. and the ponds aren't holding ducks like they did for three, four, five, six years ago. Because I've got some indicator ponds around here that used to always have ducks on them. Mm-hmm. They haven't had ducks all year because the ducks are in the playas. There's mm-hmm. food and there's water right there. There's no sense for them to be nowhere else. Right. And it's covered with ducks. Yeah. We're still loaded eyeball to eyeball with ducks right now. Mallards and pintails are everywhere. Fucking pintails. But you go to, well, we always had ducks here when we had water. This was a duck mecca before it was a goose mecca. Yeah. They used to blacken the skies with ducks here back in the 70s and 60s. Well, that's what brought you all out here. That's right. We were duck hunters. And our ducks are going to be here again next year. We'll have a lot of ducks. We'll have a great teal season this year. True. Because we're going to have all our waters going to be here. There's there's going to be tons of water here next year. Hell, everything's more full. It's got more water in it now than did the start of goose season this year. It's only six and a half months away. That's right. We haven't went through thunderstorm season yet, and the weather patterns look like we're going to have a wet spring. You imagine if we got a 15-inch spring of water? I hope my fucking, I hope my bedroom is watertight. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. I'm just thinking about the, well, just a three-inch rain right now. There's nowhere for it to go. Not my bedroom. Three-inch rain ain't going to affect your house. Mm-mm. But a five-inch or six-inch rain might. If it comes in a hurry, it could. But 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 if we got a five-inch rain over a weekend just with a couple of thunderstorms, mm-hmm. there's nowhere for the water to go in the fields. Right. It would be just like it is now. See, but that would fuck us because then farmers couldn't get their stuff into, well, the, into we, the ground. Well, we should have a normal spring where they can get their stuff in. I'm just talking about the playas and stuff uh, are already right. full. It ain't going to take yeah. much water running to put them back over the roads again. Yeah. Yeah. They can barely plow fields. But yeah, it. Uh, everybody, whenever this happens, and it when it happened to us, we were looking for. I mean, our reason was pretty, pretty cut and dry. We didn't have our fucking water dried up. And Lubbock's hunting picked up when ours has dropped. Yep, they picked up a lot of the Canada geese that we had went to the Panhandle, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of them went to Fort Cobb, Oklahoma. Probably because Fort Cobb did not hold the geese this year that they've been holding. And this is all speculative. This is just the way that we see it, the way that. You know, Jeff's got 25 years in this, kind of the way that he sees it. So, um, but our duck numbers were not unusual compared to what they used to be like. In the 90s, we shot ducks just like we did this year. Every day we shot ducks. We shot ducks every day this year, just about. Once it got cold and the ducks got here, we shoot ducks every morning. And you look at the old pictures that we had, and there'd be six to ten ducks in the, every spread every morning. Yeah. You'd kill up to about ten ducks. Some days you'd kill 30, 40, too. But you know. I just don't remember. Well, too, you didn't know. You probably didn't do too many afternoon hunts back then either. No, we didn't do afternoon field hunts like we do now. And we're not going to do an afternoon field hunt now if it's going to fuck up a goose field. Right. You know, you got a field with a thousand geese on it and the 10,000 ducks. We'll duck hunt that in the evening. Right. But we're not going to fuck up a good duck, goose feed to Joe shoot ducks in the evening. I guess what I'm getting at is I don't ever remember the big duck shoots like we had this year, but two things. You didn't do. Duck hunts like we do now, no. and you probably didn't know how to do them anyway. We didn't. We no. didn't know how to do them until Blake told us how to do them. Blake em. taught us a lot about the afternoon duck shooting. There's no doubt about it. So that could be why I don't recall that as a child. No, that was our big thing in Oklahoma was afternoon field shooting. Right. Well, we got to do that here this year, and it was a freaking blast. And we know how to do it. I love shooting afternoon ducks. 
they're 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 dumb they, for sure. A lot of fun, work good, a lot of action. Weather's not bad most of the time. A little bit of wind, a little bit of sunshine, and four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lucky ducks. We're so getting ready to go. So starting next week, we are going to jump into full blown podcast like we've been like we did all the all year last year. We're going to have some guests from other places. We're going to have a guy from the Flyway Federation on. So we're going to have a couple of women on. We're going to have some get other ready people. for that. And, and take your heart pill before you listen to that podcast. And I want to talk about this guide positions I have available. Simple directions. Don't call. Hate to be an asshole, but gosh almighty, I get three calls a day from people wanting to talk to me about this position. Send a resume. I'm going to hire somebody. I'm not going to hire nobody until probably April at the earliest. So That's, if you've yeah. sent a resume in and I haven't got back with you yet, I'm going to look through them all, and I will hire somebody in April. Do not call and ask me about it. I've had so many guys go, are y'all hiring somebody? Yes. What do we need to do? Send a resume. Goose at West, W-E-S-T-E-X dot net. I'm hiring two, possibly three guides next year. I made a whole post about this on the Stanfield business pages on Instagram and Facebook. So if you're still foggy on what you need to do, Go to one of those uh, social media sites, and it tells you exactly what to do. But yes, um, I had a guy call call me that that's retiring from his job in fifteen years. Fifteen years, and he wanted the job. Want to know about you know why you think I'll be hiring then? Well, fuck, <laughs> I know fifteen years down the road might not be any waterfowl hunting then. If you keep hot cropping. <laughs> no shit. But I really, I just thought, yeah, dude, give me a call in fifteen years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, are I've you had, thinking 15 years down the road what you're going to be doing? No. I've had three or four messages of, uh, hey, hadn't heard anything back yet. Yeah, I'm not going to get back. I've still got a ton of them. I get, I'm get. i serious. I've had three or four this morning. I come in the office. I check the emails. Resumes? Yes. Sent to you? I got a ton. I mean, I we're get, and I'm going to look through every one of them. I'm not jacking with them. I'm going, I, I'm taking this week basically off. Yep. I won't get another vacation for at least three months. <laughs> yeah. We got a big ski trip coming up. So if you're in Angel Fire, if you're on the mountain, uh, February, what is it, 11, 12, and 13, and you see a guy zoom past you in a red jacket, just know that was me. Whatever. And then you see a big guy rolling, by, rolling behind you. An orange, an orange bib. That's Jeff. Yeah. But, but I won't be rolling. Are you nervous at all? No. I feel like you're lying to us. Are you lying to these poor people about being nervous? Let me tell everybody out there that's listening to this shit. Andy's wife got on to me yesterday for not taking up for him on his skiing ability. I mean, absolutely ridiculous that your wife gets involved in this shit. Hurt, your, hurt her feelings, Jeff. Why? She knows I'm an excellent skier. You're having your wife defend you. I'm not having podcasts. my wife defend you. Oh, I could hear you. Tell him, Jesse. Tell him. <laughs> That's embarrassing. You called her phone. To get a hold of you because you didn't answer your phone. I was busy. To with, ask you about the podcast. Busy, and your with wife, Jam- busy with Jameson. And then Jesse wants to chastise me about it. She didn't appreciate like, your comments. Jesse, this is a man's thing. It's between me and Andy. It's a podcast deal. This is still new to her. She doesn't like people coming after her honey, especially since she knows that I'm a superb superb skier. That's, that's what she says. I'm looking forward to it. I hope the kids enjoy it. I hope Reese is a little bit better than he was last year. That way I don't have to worry about him going off the face of the mountain. I'd like to be able to kind of let him go. I need to teach him how to steer this year, I guess. So I'm basically going to be skiing by myself. No. Yeah. The first half of the day, we're we're going to go bunny slopes, get get the rust off of Reese, help Dylan. You don't want to see your granddaughter ski. I want to see my granddaughter and my grandson ski, but I'm not okay. going to jack. I'll watch them when they get to the top of the mountain. You can't do the bunny slopes a couple times? Why do I need to go to the bunny slopes? Jeff, you haven't skied in 15 years. I've skied in about... 15 years. I was 16 years old. I'm 31 now. You can do the math. Probably 15 years ago then. Just about. You don't forget how to ski. It's like riding a bike. I'm not saying, but it's nice to hit the bunny slope a couple times before you just zoom up to the top of the mountain. Sounds like me this is more about Andy wanting to go to the bunny slope for a little bit. Yeah, I'm not going to take Reese to the top of the mountain, and I want to see how Dylan does. Well, why don't you let your wife, let's do this. No. 
Yeah, well, hold on. You know, we you got three fish. days of skiing. We'll have plenty of time to go. No, to the top y'all of the have mountain. three days. I'm gonna be so sore after day one. I probably ain't skiing day probably. two or day three. Yeah, you will. I don't know about all that. So, we're gonna take a couple trips down the bunny slopes. Help Zach getting off of that ski lift with Dylan. That first time is a motherfucker. That's from Zach. With I understand getting off ski lifts. I still want to see it. Getting off ski lifts are easy. I don't know what the hell the big problem is. All you do is take your hand. So you take Dylan. You, I'll just you, carry her and do it. She's still she's got to sit in her own seat. She, they don't let you sit in her lap. When we get to the deal, I pick her up, hold her, and I'll just get off the ski lift. It's not that damn hard. <clears throat> Y'all make you, things so much complicated. You've got to you've got to teach them. That's what's wrong with these millennials is people are just handing them out. That's the thing. Like you got to teach her how to get off of it. That way, the next three days they're not having to do that the whole time. For three days, I can carry her off of it. It's not real hard. She's not learning anything that way. She's and neither four. would be Reese. He's four. The motherfucker's got to learn how to get off the ski lift if he's going to do this. You know what the problem is? You new parents. No, are you pussies. old parents. We yeah. taught our kids. We didn't fucking worry about shit. They get hurt. They get hurt. Exactly. And now you're wanting to carry poor Dylan off of the I ski lift to make sure make that it, she doesn't fall down and well, make it easier on everybody. Well, it would be. It's not teaching her anything. It's not teaching Reese anything. The son of a bitch can get off the ski lift on his own and get on it. Whoa, you called him a son of a bitch? Jesse, make sure you chastise your husband. He just called you a bitch? It's figure of speech. I bet you edit this out. No. No. But I am looking forward to this ski trip. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh... I just pray to God Jameson's good in the car. I'll be in another car. Why will he be bad in the car? I don't know. I feel sorry for pain if he cries the whole way. Yeah, that, that's going to suck. So, anyway, if you are if you are in Angel Fire or in the Angel Fire area, that's where we're going to be the next couple of days. It's going to be a lot of fun. And don't think about coming to the lodge and stealing our decoys because <laughs> Dad and Ed will be here. And yeah. And we'll shoot your ass. Ed and Ron have got it <laughs> under control. Ron's got another dog he gets to take care of with Lou. Is Lou going to stay in the lodge, Dad? Or That's up to Ron. I'm going to bring. There you go. He'll bring a crate. I'm going to bring his crate. We'll put it outside, put a nice blanket in it, and then. Put it outside. Put it over here by the door. Put it by the door. Yeah. Why are you going to put porch. him outside? He don't sleep outside ever. Hey, he'd, do better, he'd do better in the wintertime than at summertime because he's used to being in air conditioning watching I'm bringing him to the Big Honker Lodge. As long as he's alive when I get back on Friday, I don't give a shit where he sleeps. I've got him. See? Ron's got him. With Ron and Ed, I don't worry about it. No, I'm not either. So if they want to bring him inside, they can bring him inside. If they want to put him down at the back, put him down at the back. I don't care. We're going to have any giveaways given up pretty soon? Uh, we'll figure out something. We'll 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 start. We're going we're gonna to do an opening day dove hunt giveaway. Yeah, sure. September 1st and September 2nd. We're going to do something. Probably give it away. Probably come up with something for May. We'll do it in May. We'll give it away on Memorial Day. Yep. So, anyway, that's kind of the look ahead. And I guess we'll talk to you guys after after our ski trip. So, pray to God I'm not wheeling Jeff's big ass in here. <laughs> Old Franz Klammer over there. <laughs> Everybody have a good week. And uh, be looking on Instagram and Facebook uh, at our personal accounts because – I'm sure there'll be if you want to keep up with the ski trip. If not, then fuck off. All right. Have a good one.